Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Damon Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, everybody. And Mike. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. It's been like a couple months, I feel like. For, for us recording, yeah. I don't know yeah. what the actual gap in releases has been like. Yeah, uh, we do have a couple canned episodes we recorded back in April. One has been released, one is still in the works. So, in any case, I apologize for the long absence. Uh, and quite a bit has happened since we last convened. The biggest Both of which... Personally and... <laughs> Personally, oh, let's, let's talk about that first. That's the most important well, thing. I, I, I was just talking about uh, something, you know, a product we're going to talk about later in the episode. Ah, yes, okay. Well, industry-wise, at least, Rockstar got hacked. And uh, this is a pretty freaking big deal because the hacker released dozens of GTA 6 assets. Uh, so there are clips and images floating around of uh, an alpha build of Grand Theft Auto 6. And Can I this... tell you something nuts, Amid? Yeah. I haven't seen a single moment, a single clip, a single asset. I I have all I've seen is that it happened. I have not seen any of the Yeah, I mean game. like I've been following it just because this is a pretty like interesting historic thing to have happen and uh like obviously like the, okay, we're we're going to approach it from all, all angles, but let's let's just back up here so this sunday i want to say like like sunday like early morning like past 12 a.m prior to like sunrise a malicious actor gained or revealed that he had gained access to you know like restricted rockstar assets right and those assets being allegedly the source code of gta 5 and 6 as well as lots of in-development footage and images of Grand Theft Auto 6. See, I'd actually be way more interested in the source code for GTA 5 because that modding scene could really go off with that. So, so let me tell you something, all right? So this this guy, he tries to blackmail Rockstar. He's like, okay, I will accept money, and if you don't give me anything, I'm going to publicly release all of these things. And this guy... Okay, first of all, he asked for no less than five figures, and I'm like, buddy, this buddy, stuff is worth like that's worth millions, seven yeah. to eight figures at least. Oh my god, like, yeah. If it was, I would. You see, you texted me about this, and I said that they absolutely shouldn't pay him. But if it was like a five figure payoff to get him to just go away, yeah, even like, if it was like five hundred thousand dollars, yeah, yeah, like that's like nothing. Yeah. But okay, so but like okay, it came out later that allegedly this is like some sixteen year old kid in the UK. So from that perspective, that demand makes more sense because at sixteen, like five figures, dollar, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah he like, doesn't so. know the value of the entire source code to Rockstar Games portfolio. What an idiot! Yeah, so like, what, it, apparently he used like Slack social engineering. Yeah, he got access yeah. to to a Slack group, and from there he managed this to get more and more isn't access. Some brilliant programmer, like, right? No, it, it was yeah. very much like a getting the access to the thing and then him just taking the thing. It wasn't some like exploit in their security system or anything like that. But yeah, go ahead. I feel like this is the same crap that happened in the, the the hit movie hackers where he just like calls, uh, he just calls a company and it's like, Hey, what's the, what's the number on the back of your router? Dude, that's so real though. Yeah. (laughs) It is what happens. People think it's like some computer genius. No, it's some no, poor it's, 16 year old calling a janitor who doesn't know better. I mean, like, in, in, mo- in, in, 
in a lot of cases like this, yes, it's like someone has a pass where they shouldn't. It's all, it's all like social engineering, right? That's like the majority of what these hacking cases are. And apparently, just mere weeks ago, this individual also hacked Uber in a similar fashion. So this kid's sort of like notorious for 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 this sort of social engineering. He's but that being in jail, yeah, he's. I mean, like, yeah, like. If they get him, like, this is, it, especially Rockstar, right? Like, they have, like, they're very lawyers now. who have trained their entire lives for this very moment. And yeah. they will bring down the hammer of Thor on this they, guy. They will make an example of him, yeah. Yeah. But, so he has these assets, right? He released all these clips and photos and videos of GTA 6. And, like, obviously, when it first happened, people were very skeptical. It was like, it looks very real, but, like, how could this be real? Nothing like this has ever happened before. And then, you know, Rockstar came out and was like, we're extremely disappointed that this happened. This is real. And, like, the employees are devastated, right? Because, like, you know, we've been working on this for years and years and years to just have it shoved out there. Uh, and there have been unfinished some insanely... State stupid takes about it like oh yeah absolutely like incredible news unfinished game looks unfinished (laughs) yeah like i I, I think i I think the best take to come out of it was why does rockstar's unfinished game look better than a ubisoft game that was okay okay, there were some good (laughs) memes right like yeah rockstar's alpha looks better than an like a finished ubisoft product and i thought that was really funny but like like, mean but it's so annoying because like this is precisely why developers do not are not transparent about the development process because they would be hounded by uninformed gamers like all the time like it also i i've thought about that specific thing as well i follow i'm not going to name drop anybody because i'm about to say something kind of mean but i i follow a few game developers on twitter and i think like oh, wow, you should not be representing this game yourself. Like, people that are really transparent and stuff, and they just, like, they're not PR, you know? It's it's genuinely going to be expensive to be open about your development process, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... like that but, requires people. But, like, it's this this very case demonstrates why, like, people should... The strategy is correct to just keep your mouth shut until yeah. you have something to show, because, like, all these uninformed takes are just, like blasting rockstar like newsflash any software product video game or otherwise that you enjoy is in absolute shambles like until like maybe like a couple months before launch things come together at the last second that's just how software development works hell i mean recently it's a couple months after launch for a lot of things yeah (laughs) i mean that too not even just video games that's Um, that's software what i I hear about that footage is that it's from 2019 and I looked at this so. footage, right? This alpha footage, right? It's very old footage, and it looks insane, right? It like, looks, it, it yeah, looks insanely fine. good. Like, if this is their alpha footage, I can only imagine what the polished, finished product will look like. And, uh, right, like, so this this footage confirmed a lot of previously, like, uh, previously, like, strong rumors, right? Like, dual protagonists, yeah. one male, one female. The female is, like, uh, a Latina or something like that. And obviously, gamers were up in a rage over that too. But man, gamers get mad anytime you mention something that they don't like. It's. I mean, I. I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here. It's a very vocal minority on Twitter yeah. that because and it is especially on like I haven't even like I all the coverage of it I've seen has been on YouTube, and it's all been people telling Twitter to shut up. Like, it really has been a very vocal minority, specifically on Twitter and maybe Reddit. Yes, but like, Redditors. I don't know, like, Redditor moment. 
I mean, the, these vocal people do, you know, color the perception of these devs because they're the ones getting harassed and stuff. So it's totally, yeah. you know, like, what are they Yeah, do? I'm not discrediting, like, yeah, they probably feel pretty bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that being said, right, like, this leak happened, videos and images went online, internet was ablaze, right? This sort of, the scale of this sort of thing, especially for Grand Theft Auto, right? GTA 5 was the biggest entertainment product in history, right? Which, you know, and it's not a stretch to imagine GTA 6 will be even bigger, right? So, especially for this specific game, a game of this magnitude, for this, for basically the dam to be busted open, it was a historic moment. Like, yeah. the last time, like, something like this happened was, like, the la- Half-Life 2 hack leak or whatever. Yeah, apparently something similar happened with Half-Life 2. I'm not too informed on the subject because... I was younger and I didn't really care about Half-Life, but <clears throat> there you go. But, um, yeah, so, okay, so the story progressed, right? So these images, videos circulated, and he was like, all right, I'm going to auction off this source code. And he posted 10,000 lines of code of, of of GTA 6 code just as, like, proof that he had it or whatever. And obviously, like, Rockstar is working overtime to scrub all of this stuff from the internet. But once it gets posted, it's there, right? Like, yeah. there's no undoing it. But, like, I looked at the code. Uh, it was, I mean, 10,000 lines of code is a very, very small snippet uh, in in the, in a game of, like, you know, in a game like pers- Grand Theft Auto 6, per right? Spectrum, the 2D puzzle platformer I made likely was, you know, pushing against yeah. 10,000 lines of code. Like, and uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I mean, I was looking through the C plus plus code just to, just for funsies, I guess. No, that, yeah, I'm sure it was fascinating. <laughs> but uh, it was funny. One of the functions had like a seven layer nested if statement, and I was looking at that like, hmm. hmm. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, Rockstar hires people straight out of college a lot. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, seven layer nested and not, if statement. They're not software engineers. They're you know game design students a lot of the time. But anyway, okay, so this code leaks, right? Like, everyone's in a panic, right? Like, apparently this guy... And, and like, all sorts of crazy stuff's happening adjacent to this as well. Like, lots of copycats popped up claiming that they had the source code. They had the same, like, Telegram user as this guy pretending to be this guy. Someone sent uh, one of these fakes $100,000 in Bitcoin uh, to pay off, to try and buy the source. And obviously, like, it was one of the fakes. So he basically just, like shot 100k bitcoin into the ether which is hilarious crypto kitties are so stupid dude (laughs) yeah um but okay so then let's see here i'm trying to remember the timeline of events so the hack the the third party he actually ends up posting the source code for grand theft auto 5 online so this is monumental, right? Like keep in mind, GTA 5, biggest entertainment property of all time, biggest video game, really. Like if you're not counting Minecraft, the source code is out there now, right? Like and anyone can get it. Uh and this has massive massive implications, right? Cuz like this is Rockstar's code. This isn't some a- normal average AAA developer. This is probably the most prestige AAA developer out there. The the source code of their biggest game has been leaked. Yeah. And uh, not only does that have massive implications for modding, it has massive implications for, like, the competition, right? Like, let's say, like, Saints Row devs get their hands on their, this code and, like, 
they can presumably learn from it. I don't think that is going to happen because that's like so dangerous. I, I well, okay, Saints Row specifically, they might do it, but like you'd have to be an idiot to like to be caught dead with Rockstar code in your game, like. That's so like I don't th- I don't think anybody. No, I, any, I'm not saying they're gonna like copy paste their code, but like any trade secrets that belong to Rockstar that are present in that code, they could learn from it. You know, like it's yeah, it's, but it's they, out there. If yeah, but they would be opening themselves up to litigation by using them. Like yeah, but they're gonna be smarter than that. They're not just going to like copy paste the source, right? Yes, I, I just feel like they would play it safe and not do. That. I'm just like, saying, like I'm just giving a potential example, right? Like about how yeah. competitors could probably use this to like better their own products. Now, uh, I think the problem is going to be hackers in GTA Online. That's yeah, that's that's mess. another thing. GTA Online, <laughs> this throws GTA Online into yeah. pure chaos. Like, what yeah. is going to happen to GTA Online? Which, by the way, is Rockstar's like big money maker right now. Like, like all of a sudden, like over the course of one weekend, the table has been flipped at rockstar studios like i don't like know the way forward for them right now like obviously they're battening down the hatches they're securing like all the slack channels no one has access to anything anymore allegedly according to jason schreier like until they find out exactly how this happened right like and obviously this is going to sweating right now oh yeah some dude is like totally boned but like (laughs) oh it sucks to be that guy but like obviously development on grand theft auto 6 like probably is going to be delayed a significant amount right like uh i bet they lose work from home privileges yeah i mean like that's probably how this that's that's a a lot of executives are already saying like this is how this happened the security protocols relaxed because of work from home like this one like moron has created so many problems for so many people security nightmare like so which, to it's, be clear, uh, I, I just want to throw my two cents in. Work from home is not the problem. Bad security, like, yeah, you know. It can, it can be done. It's just, it was, I guess it was too lax at Rockstar what, for whatever the, reason. What's the phrase? The greatest enemy to a property security setup is is stupid people. Like, people are your weakest link in any security yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, like, again, right, like, this was just, it was not the fault of, like, the actual systems it was the fault of someone granting access to an individual who should not have had access so yeah that process definitely needs to be hardened vetting needs to be better whatever but um but okay so that's this brings up this brings us up to the present obviously rockstar is not going to pay this guy off right like because the damage is already done right like even if they pay him off there's no guarantee he's going to return the source code or whatever The, the source code is out so it's out right like there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. However, right, now uh, there's a bit of a question as to whether this individual actually has the full GTA 6 source code. Because he claimed that he was going to release it because Rockstar was not complying with his demands. And he keeps making excuses for why he's not doing it. Now, like, I feel like if he ha- had it, he would have released it by now. I don't know how he but would he, get a partial source code, though. Like, just yeah. with my knowledge of source code. I mean, control. maybe there was just, like, a snippet on Slack or something that he copied. Like 10,000 line snippet? Maybe he has the, for- the full source code, but only, like, pulled a snippet out of it. I don't know. Like, if he, I, if, if he had is, access to the repo, he would have grabbed the whole thing, I feel like. But, like... It is not impossible that a game that big would be split up into multiple repos. That is also true, right? Like, he might have grabbed, like, a very small subsystem or something. 
Yeah, and he's also um, a kid, so he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, he's a we kid, know. but he's. I, I feel like he's tech savvy, right? Like he's. Well, he's tech I mean, savvy he, enough to use Git, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm tech savvy, and I started a new job which has like a billion repos I have to juggle, and I don't like it, and it annoys me. Like, and yeah. I'm 25 and a software engineer. <laughs> so, but, but I I would. At this point in time, right, like, it's still, like, a developing situation, but at this point in time, I would bet money on him not having the full source code to GTA 6, which is obviously a huge relief for Rockstar if that is true, right? Like, because if the GTA 6 source got released, like, I wouldn't even know where where to begin. Like, they, would, See, I, I they might even GTA have to, like, scrap source. the project or, yeah, <laughs> and start it. over. They would have to definitely start over on anti-cheat and stuff, but I think, honestly, the GTA Five might have been more valuable because that's their current moneymaker, and now people can circumvent it in a million different ways. Yeah, I mean, like, the biggest, currently, the biggest development of the story is the release of the GTA, GTA Five source code. Like, that is just unbelievable to me. Like, that... I want to see it. Like That's a huge, huge deal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, we're... We have yet to see how GTA Online will be impacted. We have yet to see how how modders will use Actually, this yeah, information. Almost, it's almost scary because I wonder, I don't know, depending on how tight, I hope there's no arbitrary code execution exploits or anything in GTA Online because that could be very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing that happened. I mean, like, and I guess this, it sucks that it was like, this is probably the biggest scale it could have happened. Like, Rockstar is, an, is a massive company, right? Like, and GTA is, like, the biggest entertainment property. So, I, I'm i very curious to see how this impacts the industry because it definitely will. It's weird how differently I feel about this versus, like, Nintendo's source code getting leaked. Because I saw that as, like... Like Ocarina of Time or something? It wasn't or, what, It was, like, Pokemon? Was- like, there were a few games, right? Well, they, I think some of the console source code, like for the OS on the console, got leaked too. And I was like, that's actually awesome. I'm glad that that's out there. But this, I don't, I don't feel that great about. I mean, this, like, like, the, I guess because it's current. I mean, if you go onto like game dev Twitter, like, everyone's just like hyper depressed about it. Cause like, rocks, all Rockstar employees are like super sad, right? And like, people are trying to console them, right? But, like, it's just, like, a crappy situation, right? Like, you work on something, you devote years of your life to something, and then it's unceremoniously spat out and judged, right? Like, it's it's got to be really annoying and frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not okay. Like, as a game, if you're a game dev and your entire project just gets leaked, it's depressing. I don't know. It's kind of a difficult perspective to imagine, like, to me, because I would just be happy that anybody cared about my project, but. <laughs> so, apparently someone bought GTA V source code for 100k, <laughs> which is... It's not a very good investment. Insane. Yeah. Insanely cheap. Okay, now I'm seeing, like, reports that the source code didn't actually get sold, and it was just, like, a few files or something. I don't know. I guess it's still a developing situation. So that would be that would be a huge relief if the GTA Five source wasn't leaked. That that would basically like basically everything's fine if it didn't leak. 
I mean, it, it sucks that the assets got leaked, but if no source code leaked, then we should yeah. be good to go. Okay, yeah, it's still kind of a fluid situation, so apologies if anything stated here was incorrect, but yeah, the implications the implications of selling the source code for $100,000 is just a wild thing to have happen. Okay, so just to put a final final like uh, pin in this, right? Apparently the the fact that he sold the source code for GTA 5 for 100,000 is now disputed. That might not be true, so I guess there will be updates on the situation as it develops, but potentially this isn't as bad as we previously thought, which is which is solid. He might okay. not even have the source code, who knows. Yeah, maybe he's just like an attention-seeking baby who's who's trying to make a bigger deal out of this than it is. But the images and videos are out there if you guys want to see them for GTA 6. All right. Do we have any other final thoughts on the Rockstar hack? Nah, it's just a mess. It is a mess. That's the best way to put it. Leaker, fakes popping up, Bitcoin transactions flying around. It is a mess. Crypto Leakers nerds. always make a mess. That's what they do. Okay. So, like we mentioned at the top of the show... Lots of stuff happened while we were gone. And uh, I guess another thing that happened is the Nintendo Direct, which uh, had some interesting news. And, like, I mean, let's be real, right? Like, the the last part of that Direct, like, pumped it up from, like, a yeah, I, it was six a pretty to, dry a, direct. to a nine. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do, like, a play-by-play on this one like yeah. we do sometimes. There were some highlights. There were a lot of farm sims that don't look that, that was good. really weird. It, it was a strange amount of farm sims. I mean, Story like, of Seasons, Another Wonderful Life was announced. Yeah, no, right? Story of Seasons, I might get that one. That's like, exciting for my sister and my sister alone. Yeah, that's like, just I'll always take a Harvest... Movie. I'll always give Harvest Moon a chance, but there's just a lot of weird ones in there. Like, I don't know, it felt like every third game. And of course, they opened on Fire Emblem, which I don't care about. I, I saw it that. It looked and like it, a like made me laugh. It's almost like a meme at this point because they open like on Fire Emblem so much, and it, like I, I like I just feel like it makes me laugh because I think you're like fuming watching this. Okay, well, it did make me mad, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Amid. But this looked like a particularly bad entry in Fire Emblem. The main like, character looked it, like a VTuber. Was it, it even a mainline like, mainline game? No, I, I don't think it dozen. was because it just looked like fan service to me. And I yeah, I don't think this is a mainline game. Yeah, it looked very bad. I don't but know. like I don't know, there was there were some neat things in this direct, like Pikmin Four, dude. Um, yeah, Pikmin Four, which got like no hype. Pikmin like, Four is real. In and you, in you, the what, direct, l- let me tell you what did make me hype was the announcement of all those new games to N sixty four online, Pokemon Stadium one and two, Mario Party yeah. one, two, and three. Uh, also, GoldenEye, like, all these games coming to Nintendo complete, Switch Online. Completely irrelevant to me, but Factorio came to Nintendo Switch, or is coming to Nintendo Switch? That's, like, insane. I never in a million years would have called that. Yeah, that's that's a huge deal, too. I, I, and I figured that's the one you popped off for. Yeah, it is. When oh, I was, I was losing it. my mind. Like, even though I'm never going to buy it, because there's no reason for me to, and it, it has no mod support. It has cross-platform multiplayer, though. Like With with PC. Yeah, yeah. That's bizarre, so, like, but no mod support. Yeah, well, no I mean, mod support Nintendo makes games. sense. It's not yeah. going to have mod support. But, like, yeah, it, it even, like, he said, he, they said that there's no cross-saves, but you can use multiplayer, and in Factorio, you can save your multiplayer world to 
local at any time. So you can transfer your save from your PC to your Switch, keep playing it wherever you go, and then transfer it back to your PC, or like have a dedicated server running. Like that's insanely cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe I'll finally give Factorio a shot. You should not. No, you you own a gaming PC. You should not play Factorio on your Nintendo Switch. Noted. It is not going to be the good way to play the game. Because it's like very, it's very like CPU intensive, right? That's not the problem. I think you can get, uh, you could get hundreds of hours out of Factorio without pushing against the CPU limits of the Switch. I would think. Okay. I just think that playing it with a controller, like. It's a game where you use hotkeys, like you copy and paste things, you're using your mouse a lot to like place stuff. I think it's going to be playable on Nintendo Switch. I just like, if you have other options, like I, right, Factorio yeah. is a game that is so good. If Nintendo Switch is your only option to play it, I think you should do it. I think if you own a computer where you can sit down with a keyboard and mouse and play it, that is probably the better experience, especially with mod support. Like even if you're just doing quality of life mods. Yeah. Th- there's a lot. There's a lot to get out of Factorio. That I mean, if you want to buy it twice, just so you can have it both places, more power to you. But I'm not going to buy it on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I saw you. Like I, I remember coming over to your house and you were just kind of like huddle over your computer, like playing Factorio, and you were like, "Yeah, I've been doing this for the past like 14 hours yeah, or whatever." No, I was like, "Yeah, okay." I'm afraid that'll happen to me, but. But yeah, I I love Factorio. I would. I would definitely recommend it to people on Switch if they don't have somewhere else to play it, but it's going to be better. Or even if you're just like, if you really want the portable aspect, I will yeah. say you'd probably have a better experience playing it on a Steam Deck if that's an option. But, right, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch is there. Also, the what what is hype for me is that Nintendo Switch means they're probably going to make good controller-like controls available on PC, which means that it will be a better experience on Steam Deck. Which, you know, I will definitely play that. Most certainly, yeah. Like, they'll they'll have to to get it working on Switch. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, aside from the big last thing they showed, was there anything else of note that you guys wanted to talk about? It's nothing else is jumping out at me right now. And they showed Bayonetta 3, I think, which I'm pretty hyped for. Yeah, they, well, they, we, they showed we already the knew trailer. the release date for that. Right, yeah. yeah. It's hard to be really excited for Nintendo properties in this day and age. I disagree. I'm very excited for Bayonetta three, but I, it I, just wasn't a remarkable trailer. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like certain Nintendo properties, I get very excited for for sure. I, like, like the, <laughs> finally, right? We got the title reveal for Breath of the Wild two, so we can stop calling it Breath of the Wild two. Yeah, it's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Can we can <laughs> we talk about the fact that they that allegedly they couldn't show it in Great Britain? Yeah, well, that, that's why they delayed it too, because it was like it was like going to air the same week the Queen died. <laughs> the queen died, and it's like, which is like, the king and, and, and I was like, okay, like when I first heard they delaying it, I was like, why would they possibly do this? And now after sense. hearing the title, I was like, okay, I understand why. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that would have been some bad press. Yeah, what a but weird I'm, I'm title. Hype. Like, it's a I don't know. They showed nothing, but you know, we got another trailer. Yeah, what a title, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. It's a very uh, kind of edgy title, I feel like, you know, like, I don't know, like the title usually, it, it does a good job of kind of like portraying the tone of the game, right? Like Majora's Mask was pro- is probably the darkest Zelda game to date other this, than Twilight Princess. And this game Princess has a and- lot analogous with Majora's Mask, like same world, same engine. Yeah, and like, t- like Tears of the Kingdom, like, 
it it definitely p- paints like a like a more melancholic picture, right? So I wonder if we're going to get the wild was already dark. It was right, but like I don't know, like breath of the wild is a very abstract title right tears of the kingdom is pretty specific so i feel like maybe this this game is going to have more story focus it might even have you know like i mean like that was that much was a little evident even from the trailers right like with link and zelda and stuff so that's pretty exciting i hope you know like they still haven't shown it but i do hope that dungeons make their return traditional zelda's dungeons uh, I think it's com- almost. I mean, you saw like, weren't there like seven of something in the trailer on the painting? Like that, that screams yeah. dungeon to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, traditional Zelda dungeons paired with like the Breath of the Wild world is just like perfect Zelda in my mind, right? So I, like, I'm still sad that they're reusing the world a little bit because the best parts of Breath of the Wild so to me they, were just they, like finding stuff. They are reusing the world, but like, there's a whole like sky world above the world now. That I Link can apparently jump up be. and down from. Yeah. So, they, like, I don't... They're still being pretty cagey about it. And actually, quite honestly, they barely showed anything in this in this trailer. Oh, the yeah, big, it was a the, teaser trailer, if anything. The, yeah. yeah, the big news was the, the title reveal, really. But, like, yeah, also, like... You, can we talk yeah. about the fact that they said they didn't want to reveal the t- title previously because it was a spoiler? I guess... Like, <laughs> I don't, I no, don't it's know. No, like, like, it's not. It's just... Something happened that made the kingdom sad. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, it's, uh, it it is a very, I mean, it's definitely a more specific title than Breath of the Wild, but, like, you can't glean any story details from Tears of the Kingdom, really. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't know. I'm excited to play it, but. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. Still, like, we really don't know much about this game, right? Like, who, what's the deal with that, like, long-haired Link we saw in the first trailer? He didn't make an appearance in this new trailer, I don't think. Like, is that. that. Is that like a? Is that in the past? Is that like a future link? Is there more time travel involved? Like, uh, no, like I mean, in the first trailer there were two. Been. I mean, no, I'm saying in the first trailer there were distinctly two links in the trailer. One had longer hair and one had shorter hair, like the one from the original oh, Breath yeah. of the Wild. Yeah, because the one was in like a toga. Yeah, so some weird stuff going on. Would really appreciate knowing more about this game but like honestly i don't need to know more about this game i know that the day it comes out is going to be a like a freaking holiday for me (laughs) and i'm going to be buying it yeah i i don't i don't think it's gonna do to me what breath of the wild did which was like i just don't know that i'm capable of it anymore but here's the thing like it 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 might not even be a you thing, right? Like this is an insanely tall order for for Nintendo, right? Like Breath of the Wild, which is I don't want to say like universally loved, but like one of the most praised games of all time, right? That I mean, re- it's like an eighty totally hour single player game that I beat twice. That doesn't happen. It, to that me. totally <laughs> revitalized the Zelda, right? Like, yeah. how can they follow up on that and make it even? better right like it's the same sort of i don't know it's like uh how do you top a masterpiece like i guess we're gonna see how they try right i'm very interested in some of the stuff they do because there's been a lot of what i would call like toxic criticism as well which i which is what i'm saying to refer to criticism from people that don't understand game design (laughs) like i this, this is maybe a hot take, but I think if you did not like weapon durability in Breath of the Wild, you don't understand why it's there. And, you know, there's no good way to replace it. it. It was a very important part of that game. And I'm afraid 
I don't know. Nintendo doesn't listen to their fans, so I, I guess I really shouldn't no, be worried. Nintendo marches to the beat of their own drum, right? So, like, yeah. like there, there's a part of me that thinks that, like, this game will be, like, even though it uses the same world as Breath of the Wild, it, it, because they're Nintendo, it might just be so different. Like, it'll be, like, a almost, like, unrecognizable <laughs> from the first game, right? Like, it'll share elements, but, like, it might do, like, a Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time, I guess I'm is what I'm trying to say. I'm curious how much they can fit, because I... Nintendo is not going to release a game that doesn't fit on a cartridge. Also, like, I just want to comment on the scope of this game, too, right? Like, they're reusing some assets from Breath of the Wild, so presumably it should have been a shorter dev time. This has been the longest period between mainline Zelda releases ever. Wait, it's been longer than between Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild? Wasn't it, like, seven years between Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, though? All right, let's, let's do some research here. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword came out in 2011. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild came out in 2017, right? So, so six that's years. six years. So we're at five years right now. So it'll be six, it'll be six years. years. It's the same. I think I think I saw it was going to be the longest when the release date came it out. Might it might be the be longest by, by months, like a couple months like, or something. But yeah, but I don't know. That that's that worth being noting. said, no, it is <laughs> I, worth I noting, right? Like we yeah, all yeah. thought it would be a shorter shorter dev time between Breath of the Wild and this game, and that that's was true. not the case, what? right? Not like it's there was DLC development for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, but you got to imagine work on this started like right after Breath of the Wild came out. I, I'm not certain that's true. Because they, they said in 2019, work has begun on the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That was the trailer in 2019. I mean, right. that's just when they revealed they were working on it. Like, I yeah. I feel like it, I it was... I doubt they've been working on it for two years before they give us, a, you know, this game. A little nugget. Work has begun. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's no way of knowing. They're not going to tell, us, tell yeah. us that, so... Yeah, well, I mean, not right now, at least. Hey, this, is a, this is an aside. Have you all seen... Uh, Sakura's YouTube channel. Oh, that's that's a great YouTube. Channel. I haven't. I did see that he made one, which is interesting. He's, he's chomping on Game Maker's Toolkit's flavor. It's kind of sick. That's cool. Yeah. So, that was, what know, a guy. Nintendo telling us things made me think of that because Sakura's nuts. I love. He him. is. Yeah. God bless him. He's uh one of the treasures of the gaming industry. Um. What, okay. Is it May twenty third though? Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be pretty great. exciting. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed. I don't think it'll get delayed now. Hey, remember when you were like sure it would come out this year, Connor? And how I, I was sure it was coming out in 2023 and how I was right? I do remember that. I wasn't going to bring it up. I do remember it. Yeah. All right. Those were the highlights, at least to us, of the Nintendo Direct. Um, I do want to briefly mention there was also a state of play, which much like the Nintendo Direct, it was solid. But then the ending to me really elevated it. And the ending, they finally showed a full-fledged story trailer for God of War Ragnarok. And let me tell you, it really, really got me going. Like, this this trailer, in my estimation, is, like, up there with the GOAT video game trailers. It got me so excited for this game. I'm... I mean, I was already pretty excited for it. I played God of War more recently than you. Uh, unless right, you yeah. it. I, I'm sad that I'm not going to play this day one. I am kind of at a point where I'm just not going to buy a PS5 at this point. But yeah, I, I'm very excited for that game. There are like, literally, 
with only subtraction, you could make God of War 2018 one of the best games I've ever played. Like, you wouldn't have to add a thing to it. You would just take stuff out, and it would be a masterpiece. And I, I'm just really hoping that they do that. And I, I do I, think that uh, Sony Santa Monica is very receptive to the criticism, right? Like, one of the biggest criticisms of God of War 2018 was the lack of enemy variety. And it, <laughs> this trailer showed Kratos and Atreus tangling with so many different kinds of enemies. Yeah. So I think that just alone is Sa- Sony Santa Monica saying, hey, we we heard you. So that's very promising to me. And a lot of the imagery in this trailer was so striking to me. Like, obviously we have like in Norse mythology, like Fenrir eating the or chasing down the sun or, and, or whatever. And you saw Atreus like shooting an arrow at the eclipse and the sun yeah. like running away from the wolf and like and changing day to night. It was like, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I was just like, my God, this is such a beautiful interpretation of that like mythological event. Um, just taking the RPG stuff. Just, yeah, just I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. And yeah, the cinema. Like, all of that was so brilliant. And then I sit in a menu for 15 minutes trying to optimize my loadout. Like, if they take that out, it's such a good game. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure they'll they'll improve it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like, even a mode. I get that some people like that, but, like, I should be able to just say, like, hey, like, make my stats balanced the whole way through. I don't want to play an RPG. Yeah. No, I mean, like, my opinion on that isn't as strong as you, but I do agree that, like, God of War didn't need that. I, yeah. Yeah. It's not even that I hated it. It's just that it didn't need to be there, and it did make the game slightly worse. And, and I mean slightly. Like, I, I harped on it a lot. It was slightly worse. But yeah. that... That took it down a peg from being, like, generation-defining to me. No, that's fair. But, like, you see stuff in this trailer, like... You see, like, Thor and Kratos fighting, and you see that, like, in their version of, I I guess, interpretation of Thor. Thor snaps his fingers to recall Mjolnir, and it's just, like... I thought it was nuts. They show Mjolnir clashing with the Leviathan Axe. And in my mind, Mjolnir should be stronger than the Leviathan Axe. Well, if you remember, in the first game, Brock and Sindri the Dwarf said the Leviathan Axe was crafted as a weapon to challenge Mjolnir. Like, because Mjolnir was the most powerful thing they created. And Leviathan was supposed to be something that could match Mjolnir. God, that's sick. I did not know that. That makes sense, though, because the recall and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, man, like, and especially because, right, like, originally, I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast before, but God of War, the the new 2018 version, right, the story had been written a long time ago, right? And they basically cut out, like, the first third of it and made it God of War 2018, right? Like, they intended to go further, but it was just too much game, right? And they were like, okay, we're gonna make two more games out of this. But the new director, who is not Corey Barlock, by the way, which... We'll see about that. But the new director said, I think we can do it all in one game. And he obviously floated it by Corey because he's still kind of like the brains behind the operation. He was like, yeah, go for it. So God of War Ragnarok is going to be the conclusion of this Norse story. Awesome. So the conclusion of the Kratos Atreus storyline. Because you could see the cracks in in 2018. Like you could see stuff got cut story-wise. And I don't want that to happen to Ragnarok. Yeah, so, like, I think, I mean, I think Ragnarok is just the rest, right? Like, I don't I don't foresee too much getting cut here, simply because, like, I look at this game, right, and 
obviously it looks like a prettier version of God of War 2018, but it's not like a radically new art style. It's not like radically new assets or anything. Like God of War 2018 clearly built the foundation for this game. I guess in a way similar to Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, right? But I guess unlike those games, I guess Sony Santa Monica was able to capitalize on that much more, right? Because apparently this is going to be a much longer game than God of War 2018, but the dev time was much, much shorter, right? Dev time was what, like four years, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all ends, right? Like I don't foresee a happy ending. I feel like Kratos is probably going to die. I sincerely hope they get this on PC in like a year. Like, I w- it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Like, me neither. They're really like they're their they're ports, they're but. definitely yeah. Like everything is coming to PC much much faster. But like, like just hearing Atreus's voice, right? Like that kid, like clearly is in the midst of puberty right now. His voice sounds completely different, right? Yeah. Which and I like that actually. It's like fitting, right? Because fit, Atreus yeah. is also growing up, um, and like obviously like. I don't want to spoil God of War 2018 too much, but, like, it left Atreus and Kratos' relationship in a good place, the best it's ever been. But, like, there are some secrets brewing underneath the surface that have the potential to, like, destroy everything. And, obviously, those secrets are going to be brought out to the forefront as they contend with Ragnarok, which is the end of the world. And all that, combined with the family drama, I'm just here for it. And you just know that you're going to be wheeling Mjolnir at some point in that game. And I'm hyped for that. So, God of War, Ragnarok. They showed that trailer and I lost my mind and I'm very excited for that game. They did show a couple other things during the state of play. The The big one to me was another game by Team Ninja, right? So, like, they're doing Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which kind of looks like a Neo spinoff. But then they announced another game, Rise of the Ronin. So, I guess Team Ninja is sort of popping off, right? Like, this is a lot of, like, big-budget games that they're making, like, simultaneously. Uh, so, that was the one that, like, kind of stood out to me. But other than that, I can't really recall too much from the state of play. Does, is there, there anything... There's a lot of Yakuza, or rather, like, right. Dragon is what it's called now. Because they, they're distancing themselves from the, the name Yakuza, which I think is fair. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god, like, people lost their mind for uh, Ishin, like a dragon or whatever. Apparently, yeah. it's like a remake of a long-lost, like, PS3 Yakuza game that was, like, cult classic or something. I'm very unfamiliar with it, but, like, people were really excited like for that game. I find it very hard to get into. I, I, I I've, I've been thinking about, like, breaching into it, but it's very intimidating, right? There's, like... There's a lot of it. There's, there's like, like, ten there's games like, or something, yeah. and, like, they're and all, like, 40-plus hours long. Yeah, it's yeah. not clear where to start. You want to start with Yakuza 0, like, for sure. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, it's just so many games, and it's a lot of stuff. But, like, everyone who plays these games swears by them. Like, and they look really goofy and fun, too. So, like, I don't know. Like, maybe one day. Yeah. But, yeah, very, uh, very enjoyable showings from both Nintendo and Sony here. Uh over the past, well, this was like pretty recent, like a week or two ago now. So, video games, exciting video stuff. Games. So, you know what happened two weeks ago? Tell me. My Steam Deck arrived. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about that. I, uh, it is everything I thought it would be, 
and maybe a little bit more. It's kind of incredible. I uh, I have been playing so many games on this thing. I I just really like it. It's like it's like the Nintendo Switch again. You know, I don't I don't know if you guys had it, but I th- being able to hold the game in my hand just feels different. Yeah, and I also like. How does it, the uh, like? I'm sorry. I'm ju- I have curious questions because I haven't yeah, touched this. Yeah, let me let me say what the Steam Deck is in case anybody doesn't know. The Steam Deck is a handheld console that Valve, the makers of Steam, the biggest marketplace on PC, have released in order to get their games into more hands. Essentially, so it's running on AMD's RDNA two architecture, which is important because it has made a huge difference between it and any other handheld computers, like. The performance per battery life on the Steam Deck is twice, twice even a thousand dollar handheld PC. And this thing I got for $400. It's wow. It's an incredible machine. And it also is just a console. Like it, you can use it as a PC if you want. You can mod your games. There's a desktop you can access and everything. It also has a dock, right? Like, like a switch. It does not come with a dock. Se- sold separately. Sold separately. Any USB-C okay. dock will work. Valve gotcha. has an official one coming, but any dock will work. It does not have detachable controllers, though. You would have to either, you know, hold it in your hands with an HDMI running to the TV or have a separate controller or something right. to do that. I also, I'll, I'll, I mean, if you don't have any other, if this is going to be your only console that you're going to own, I could see a dock being valuable. Um, I am never going to get a dock for this thing. I see zero value in that for me. Uh, when I have a PC that I can just use. Yeah, that makes sense. For that. Because it play, you know, it doesn't play any, it has no exclusives. It has no so, games that are not going to be on PC. So it can do both streaming from your PC to the deck as well as locally installing right. games on the machine, right? So then you mm-hmm. can presumably take it on the go and play, a, play it so wherever. So the pitch is like any Steam game you can play on the Steam deck. That's not really true. Um, but, I haven't found any. But there's games like a no- verified list of like hundreds and hundreds thousands. of games. I think thousands, there are ten thousand yeah. verified or playable games. And the difference between verified and playable is like tough. Like playable, like Skyrim is not verified, but it is playable because you have to bring up a keyboard at some point. And Valve has said that that's not good enough. We're not going to call your game verified. If they have to press like, it's like Steam button X to bring up the on-screen keyboard. And that's just to name your character. But that's how kind of strict they are with their verified. And there are thousands of verified games. Yeah, that's uh And you you can download and try to get a game to work even if Steam says it's not going to. Like they're not going to stop you from tinkering with it if you want to. Uh, And it's just, I don't know, I... You told me, we were talking on Discord when I got it, that you specifically didn't have any interest in a Steam Deck, which I think is nuts, because I think it is very much a product targeting you, because it is a console that plays PC games. It is a console that plays PC games, but like, isn't it capped at 30 frames per second? No. It's capped at 60? It is 60 hertz, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And it's not capped, like if you plug it into a display. Yeah, I don't know, like, I feel like... I already have a gaming laptop and a gaming PC, so I right. feel like my I think before you PC had a gaming PC, met. this was something you would have been interested in. I think now it's, yeah. it's less so, I but it is like, I like the menus and the OS and the console experience of the Steam Deck. It's better than my PS4, like, by a lot. 
Like, yeah. it, it's just a good console experience. And the game, if you if you were just staying in Steam's ecosystem, just playing the verified games, notably, that's going to get you Xbox exclusives, PlayStation exclusives, and PC exclusives. All for $400, one console, all the games. They may not look as good as they do on a console or on a gaming right. PC, but you're playing at 800p. You're not going to see the difference a lot of the time, honestly. And you have them all in one place, and you can take it with you wherever you're going. The yeah, for the, con- for like a good entry point and for convenience, this seems like a an unbelievable it, deal. I would say if you were only going to buy one console this generation, it should be the Steam Deck. I think like just just by pure like you can play all the games. Like yeah, like I don't God know. There, War, there's there's some Halo caveats though, right? Like if you have any desire for like. Some of the more high-end features, like even that console exclusive features, like Series X and PS5, like can do 120 hertz, right? Like, and that's pretty huge for like shooters and like other kinds of like fast twitchy games, like Neo and stuff like that. So there are some. There things, are caveats, but I right? I like, think but, for yeah, I I think that there's a lot of people that the Steam Deck is like the most compelling because yeah there's gonna oh, be no like for, definitely i think for the mainstream right like if you just want a place to have all your games and play them and you don't really care about like these these kind of more nerdy features then absolutely yeah this this makes like the most like, sense by far i recently i had a friend ask me if i could build her a pc and i was like yeah i mean i you know we can do that but you might want to look at a steam deck it's like for four hundred dollars i can't beat it I, I definitely cannot beat it for four hundred dollars. I don't. How know much I is beat the dock? The dock? Yeah. I don't know. It's not announced yet. But oh, the price. any USB C okay. dock, so you could buy any USB C dock. I don't know. Just buy okay. one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. And also, like, I don't know. the The one thing, the caveat for me that the only thing that's making me not like, well, I don't, I don't love the D pad. The D pad is imperfect. It's fine, but I don't love it. Everything yeah. else, the controls feel amazing. Um, every game I've thrown at it, that if if the game runs at all, it runs pretty well. I got Elden Ring 30 frames per second. My first question was going to be Elden Ring. Yeah. Elden Ring runs better on my Steam Deck than it does on my PC. And my that's PC costs me hilarious. Like, you yeah. know, almost $2,000. So I'm kind of mad about that. But yeah, Elden Ring was gen- genuinely... It, I mean, it. my PC runs Elden Ring at 60 FPS most of the time and then stutters occasionally. Uh-huh. The Steam Deck runs Elden Ring at 30 frames per second. I could probably get it to 40 if I wanted to tinker with the settings. I didn't want to, so I just locked it at 30. And it's also, like, I guess a side note, like I was, I was kind of complaining about the frame rate earlier, but I do feel like 30 frames per second is acceptable on a handheld. Like, I don't really, it doesn't bother me as much on a handheld, like my Switch and stuff like that. Something else that they did that is just insane, and I guess it's it's a little frustrating that developers can't do this for you. But say you can't get a locked 60 frames per second. You're you're bouncing between like 40 and 45 or something. You yeah. can change the refresh rate of the screen to 40 and then lock it at 40. And 40, 40 feels closer to 60 than it does to 30. 40 frames per yeah. second locked stable feels very good. And yeah, it's going to extend 40, your battery I life. mean, 40 is halfway between 30 and 60 in terms of refresh rate, which is awesome. Yeah, so you can set the refresh rate to anything between 40 and 60. 
And then I do love the adoption of 40 frames per second in this generation. That's that's a thing a lot of Sony games are doing too, and I I appreciate it for sure. But being it, able to literally change the refresh rate of the screen makes it just feel really good. Like yeah, it you know having VSync and everything, and the Steam Deck does have like natural VSync and stuff. I I will say the experience of putting games that are not sold on Steam you know, on the Steam Deck has been like. Kind of a crapshoot. It's just not very... It's annoying. Like Epic Games? Yeah. So I have a couple of games on Epic. I have Hitman 3 on there. Hitman 3 is extremely good on the Steam Deck, by the way. But it was annoying to get it running on the What deck. about uh, Game Pass games? Game Pass games, you just can't do it. There's You oh, have to really? install okay. Windows on your Steam Deck, which originally I thought I was going to do, but it just works so well the way it is now. I'm just not going to do it. I, those games just... I don't know. Microsoft is going to have to figure that out somehow, I guess. That's interesting. So so the PlayStation exclusives are accessible on a Steam Deck and the mic- the Xbox ones aren't. No, Xbox exclusives are for sale on Steam. You're just not Oh, they are. Games. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah, like I I have Halo Infinite. I don't I don't think I've played it, but I do have Halo Infinite available to me on it. Um I also like I got the 64 gig version, which is not, you know, that's, that's nothing. nothing. These days. Yeah. But I spent $60, I think, on a 512 gig SD card that I slid in there. And like the wait times are not as good as, you know, the load times are longer than my PC, but they're fine. It's not bothering me, especially yeah. like, I don't know. It, it, when it's a handheld, it just doesn't matter as much, you know? You're not. It is true. You, you do excuse a lot of things for a handheld. Yeah. Like, because just the convenience factor, like, overrides a lot factor, of things. The factor, the convenience factor. Yeah, the comfy like factor. So, I was curious about one thing, right? So, like, how does holding it, like, how do the buttons and, like, the, the analog sticks and just holding it, the sticks, how does that compare to the Switch? Better. It, the ergonomics are better. It's a little heavy, but the ergonomics are genuinely, like, I could see reason. I see a lot of people emulating Switch games on it, which it can do. Uh, yeah, if you can, that's cool. dump, you know, le- legally, if you can dump your cartridge and get the games onto your Steam Deck, you can play a, a Switch game and they typically run pretty well, maybe not quite as good as they would on Switch uh, because it's emulation. And I could see reason now that I've held it, I see reason to do that. The ergonomics are that much better that, yeah, I could see definitely preferring the Steam Deck to the Switch. I definitely I will never buy another indie game on my Switch. It'll all be Steam now. Yeah. That uh, honestly, like indie, maybe indie the most games, ergonomic controller I own. I, I do want to add that indie games are perfect on handhelds. Like they just remind yes. me of like a my the Game Boy era, the like the SP era, and like it just brings. Oh, me, I uh, went back and fuzzies. played through Fez. That's a game from like 2013 or something, 2011 maybe. Yeah, Fez was just insanely good on the Steam Deck. That just felt so good. Um, I played Katana Zero. That game just it, it was amazing all the way through is the uh, screen lcd or oled it is lcd which is okay a bit of a shame i guess i'm sure the steam deck 2 will will have an oled screen yeah and they have said that they are they are working on hardware revisions for the steam deck this is not the final one yeah. i do think that they're gonna i don't think that they're gonna release a steam deck 2 next year though i think they're gonna give it like a console generation oh yeah like, no that that makes sense right like this is this is a competitor now right like this is like it's a, a con- yeah it's a console it stands like, up there with like the switch and the playstation and the xbox so i you know what was probably the weirdest experience i've had on the steam deck was i put perspectrum on it and i actually played okay. through pers- i played through my own game on the steam yeah. deck and it felt i actually i'll say 
the character was a little small on the tiny screen. I didn't love that, and that's yeah, that's my fault uh, for not considering that. But it felt good. Like it was really cool. I I haven't played through Perspectrum since 2018 when it came out. So that's awesome. It was kind of it was nuts. I I actually I don't know. I got a newfound fondness for it because I'd forgotten. You know, you're very harsh on things when you're making them. I had forgotten some of the good things in there. You forgot about your own game? Yeah, so it was kind of nice. Uh, I played Monster Hunter Rise. It runs great. It's fine. I think I got it locked at 60 FPS, although that'll kill your battery quick. That, that's another thing about the Steam Deck. If you just want to fire up a game and play it, you can do that. And, you know, performance might not be perfect, but if you're somebody that doesn't want to tinker with settings, you probably don't care that much. And your battery might die really quickly. But if you're somebody who wants to, like, mess with stuff and, like, get the most out of your experience, then the options are there. You can tinker with settings. You can lower the TDP, uh, which I don't even know what that stands for, but it's how much power is going to the processor. Uh, You can lower the refresh rate to 40, even if your game is running fine at 60 and your battery is going to last, like, 30% longer. Stuff like that. You have a lot of options. That's interesting, yeah. It does seem like a, it's like at a weird midpoint between like a fully customizable PC and like a not customizable console. Yeah. It definitely like, it lets you do it if you want to. It's not going to stop you, but the experience is good if you don't want to do any of that. Like you can just boot up a game. Like our, our friend of the show, Ryan, I don't think he's messed with any of this. Like he was was telling me, he just bought it. It's a console. He plays games on it and that's what it is to him. And that's awesome. I, I do want to shout out, this isn't, you can't really give Valve credit for this, but there's an application you can put on your Steam Deck called EmuDeck, which integrates emulators into Steam. Yeah. And uh, it will automatically download the box art and make like an entry in your Steam library. That's awesome. So yeah. I've been playing through the Wind Waker HD and, it, and uh, also through uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And other than, like, a little progress bar that it's, like, loading shaders at the beginning of the game, which looks a little emulatory, like, the experience feels fully native, and it runs amazing. Like, it's it's just fine. That's it's awesome. like I bought the Wind Waker for my Steam Deck. It's it's just that yeah, good. Yeah, that's, like, that's very... And it, and it runs at 60, I presume? No, 30. I don't think that game runs... I think you oh, can... Okay. I think you have to hack that game to get it to run at 60. I don't think it ran at 60 on the, on the Wii U. It did not, yeah. Same with uh, Sunshine. Sunshine runs natively at 30. So Sunshine's the bigger crime here. Like, some Sunshine should be running at 60. Come on. Sunshine, you can... I mean, there are mods for those I'm, games. No, I'm, I'm like saying Nintendo should have... When they re-released yeah. it on Switch. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just very cool. I've been playing a lot of emulators. I've been playing a lot of roguelikes. You know me, I play roguelikes a lot. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, I put uh, a ROM hack for Super Mario 64 on there. Super Mario 64 Last Impact. That's been fun. And that's one of those things that I've always kind of wanted to play. But it's just like the friction to get it working on PC was annoying. Whereas on Steam Deck, I you know, it's just, it's just there. It looks like any other game in my library. It works. I have something like, I think I have almost 60 games installed on mine right now. Because I just kind of went crazy. I did the, I don't, I don't know if you did this when you got your PC Amid, but I, when you get a, a lot of PC gamers, when they get a new hardware, they just install a bunch of games to see how well they run. And that like almost immediately was boring on the Steam Deck because the answer is like, fine, it runs fine. Like this is how you would expect it to play on a handheld and it's going to be yeah. a good experience and it's fun. I also, I set up, um, 
I've used both Steam Remote Play and a software called Moonlight to stream games from my PC so that I could play my Game Pass games as well. And uh, I would say Moonlight works a lot better than Steam Remote Play. Steam Remote Play is all native, though. Like, if you have a game installed on your PC, it will show up in your library on your Steam Deck and you just hit the stream button. And if you're not nitpicky, it feels native. Like, it feels completely native. As long as... It's not a game. If the game is stressing your PC, then the additional stress of streaming is going to mess it up, probably. Yeah, so, like, how, how I don't know, like, I'm pretty sensitive when it comes to streaming. Like, even, I, input it, delay was not noticeable at all, but I'm in Not my noticeable house. at all. Yeah. That's, it, well, it was, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just in my house. So, this is, the Steam Deck is operating over Wi-Fi. My PC is plugged in to Ethernet. As long as I'm playing a game that is not, like, taxing my graphics card to, uh, like, encode it, I guess, for streaming, then there is no notable input delay. It feels completely native. I- I've played a bunch of games. I played um, You Suck at Parking. Is a, You may have seen uh, Northern Lion, a streamer we both like, was playing that recently. Yeah. And that's a game that, like, you need fast inputs and stuff in. And I didn't notice at all that I was streaming it. It just felt perfect. Does the deck have an Ethernet port? Probably not. It does right? not. The okay. only I/O on it, it has an SD card, a micro SD card slot on the bottom. On the top, it has one USB C and one headphone jack, and that is all of the I/O on the on the thing. But yeah. you can do right. Ethernet through USB C if you have a dock. Right. Okay. I was only asking because, like, in my experience, like I always notice the latency with streaming. Like, uh, granted, I've never streamed in my own house, but like when I was like couple hundred miles away when i ended up plugging my laptop into the router right and my playstation 5 is directly plugged into the router back home then it was like pretty much seamless right like i was actually able to play elden ring just fine uh, because it was a wired connection both ways yeah Uh, but you know that's a wired connection i wouldn't be able to do that because my upload speed is so bad i uh yeah mine's pretty nutty it also helps that it's only streaming at 800p so that reduces your latency. oh my yeah that would help yeah. a lot i didn't even think about yeah, that helps a ton the, yeah the 800p screen at a glance seems like a disadvantage it actually in many ways saves the thing <laughs> like yeah like a lot of headroom for performance a ton and, and like yeah the the annoying thing if you're also if you're doing steam remote play it automatically lowers the resolution in most of your games which is why it, that's really nice to use moonlight We'll do that for games that natively work with NVIDIA Game Stream, but you can also just stream your desktop and play any game that way, but it will not automatically lower the resolution. So your PC will be rendering, in my case, 1440p, even though you only see 800p. And that is sub, you know, that sucks. You have to go yeah. to the game settings and lower it. Otherwise, you're just kind of burning electricity for no reason for pixels you can't even see. <laughs> right, yeah. But it's just been, I don't know. I played some... um it's the only way I can imagine playing any more of Death Stranding. I played a bit of that on my PC oh, okay. and found it. Bo- I bored me to tears, but playing it on the Steam Deck while laying in bed, I was just like, no, nah, actually, this is like a zen, comfortable experience that I could see myself doing. And I, yeah. I've been revisiting a ton of games that I just... It, a lot of, like, smaller games that I, like... I don't know. It almost felt like a waste to play them on my, like, super nice, expensive PC. I've been revisiting them on the Steam Deck portably. And it just feels so. There is yeah, like I, I, I know what you just said. Like, doesn't practically make any sense, but there is this mental feeling of like, 
all right, no, I'm going to play, like, like, these, yeah, like, yeah, I, these, yeah. these, I guess, 2D games on my handheld, right? Like, there's just, like, a nostalgic link there that makes it yeah, more it appealing. Yeah, feels really good. Yeah. I, I see myself putting some GBA games on there. I've been playing uh, Egg Mania, which was, like, a stupid Game Boy Advance game that I was, I, I didn't even like it that much as a kid, but I lost it at some point. Yeah. And, uh... I'm like I've been like obsessed with it, but I I'm not gonna download Eggmania on my PC, but on my uh Steam Deck I will play Eggmania. Eggmania. What a what a game! It's a weird Tetris. Is it like a puzzle game? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a Tetris kind of game. It's hard to explain. You play as eggs, and you're building a tower out of Tetraminos. And, should ask uh, uh, if you don't build the tower like fully, then it can collapse, and you should lose. ask request NL to play that game. We should yes. <laughs> But yeah, I just, I don't know. I really can't recommend the Steam Deck enough to a certain audience. To an audience that is not tech-savvy. Like, if the thought of seeing an error screen repulses you, and like, like it would absolutely ruin your experience, and you cannot, it's unacceptable, you probably shouldn't buy the Steam Deck. You should probably buy a PlayStation or something. Hey, is I'm tech-savvy, and that that also repulses me, so. What, error it, it has it's totally not, fine. It, yeah, it's I hate seeing error screen when I play video games. I think it happened to me once and it was a game that I added like through external means, like an Epic Game Store thing, I think. I think it was Rumbleverse. I had issues with Rumbleverse. Uh, okay. And I never got Rumbleverse working because of anti-cheat. That's the other thing. The other caveat is a lot of anti-cheats. Valve has been working with the anti-cheat developers to make it work with Steam Deck. A lot of the developers, Epic especially, are dragging their feet on implementing the new anti-cheat. Mm, yeah. Which, which is really annoying. Fall Guys works. Fall Guys works great. It's my preferred Fall Guys. Ooh, yeah, that's a nice way to play Fall Guys. Yeah. Fall Guys is also on Switch, but it runs really bad. So it's like kind of the perfect example for me, whereas Fall Guys runs 60 FPS locked on my Steam Deck. Nice. And it's it's just a good time. I really like it. I And I've just played like, I've talked about this with VR before, which is like the friction to get someone into a game. And I've talked about VR where the friction is so high that it's a serious problem. But the friction is so low on the Steam Deck where I just pick up the button pre- or pick up the console, press the sleep button, and I'm in game. Like, yeah, it you know, you can't do that on a PC. You can't sleep a game. And the Steam Deck lets me do that. So if I, you know, get bored in the middle of a dungeon in Zelda, I can just put it to sleep, come back to it later. Whereas on PC, I would have to either like quit and save or finish the dungeon right. or something. Yeah, I'd have to get to a stopping point. No, oh, that's really neat. Yeah, you've definitely. I don't know if I'm sold per se, but like I'm definitely softer on it than I was going into this episode. I also just think the value proposition, like, yeah, four hundred dollars. That's four hundred dollars for hardware this powerful. Yeah, like, is there? Uh, yeah, I guess old consoles can play. Elden Ring. I was going to say, is there anywhere you can play Elden Ring for 400 bucks? But yeah, I mean, Xbox Series S. Uh, is Xbox Series S only 400 bucks? It's 300 bucks. I didn't know that. Uh, PS5 digital is 400 bucks. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, but handheld though, like that's, Having that's handheld. huge. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, yeah, the variety of games you can play. Like I, I would, if I didn't have a gaming PC already, if I had no gaming platforms, like if I found myself, I only had the money to buy a single console, it would be the Steam Deck. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's, powerful, that's my testimony to it. Powerful it's just, endorsement. And I, you know, if I was in that situation, there's a good chance I would put Windows on it so that I could play all the games. But yeah, I mean, like you've got your Switch, you've got your PC, you got your Steam Deck, you can play everything. So yeah, but if I had none of that, if I didn't have a PlayStation, if I didn't have a PC, and a, you know, if a PC is in the budget, I would get a PC. But if I only had like five hundred dollars or something, I would pick the Steam Deck over a PS5 and a Series X. Just it appeals to my sensibilities in that way. Right on. Yeah, I love it a lot. I've been playing it nonstop. I've played so many games. I'm I'm like dreading trying to pick what I'm going to talk about and the what we what games we've been playing. Well, yeah, let's move into that, and maybe we can give you a second to collect your thoughts. Yeah. Oh boy. <clears throat> I think Mike also has a lot of games. I I don't have a lot, but I do. <laughs> but you do a lot of them can be like short bam bam bams but i mean I play well talk well why don't you kick us off mike uh talk to what whatever you want to talk so about. the first game i've really picked into in the last uh three months year however long it's been uh i started playing <laughs> i started playing played up played up okay yeah that's been Making the rounds on Twitch. Huge. I love it yeah, so much. The game is so much fun. It's like a refined version kind of of Overcooked, it's right? It's Overcooked without like the constant stress. Like there's it, moments less stress and like more depth. Yeah. From what like, I've seen. It is a roguelike, so I mean it tickles the fancy of some people. Oh, it does. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I I just it's just sad at the <laughs> Got that. It's the satisfaction of uh, cooking without any of the stress of actually working in a kitchen, especially when I'm playing with my friend who also works food. So we just go. Yeah, into, that's actually hilarious that you guys go, like it that much. We go into kitchen mode, and I become a master that's pizza funny. chef. But like, there, it's it goes beyond just the cooking, right? Like, you can yeah. plan out your restaurant. You can like yeah. place the tables and like where the cleaning station is and like stuff if like I that. If I told you that I optimized my kitchen for maximum pizza making, I did. <laughs> also, extremely watchable game. Very watchable. Oh yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I watched NL play this game. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I'm actually sad that he's not playing it anymore. It is. Honestly, I think it's my competitive competitor for like indie game of the year for this year. Oh, oh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it seems it seems really fun. I feel like I would it enjoy is. playing it if I had like someone to I play it with. Say, we, I will say, I will have yeah, an same. extra life. Oh, that'll be so and it is fun. Oh, that's a that's a that's a great extra life game. When oh, is yeah, that happening, by the way? So much. Uh, we'll work on that in like two weekends. Okay. Connor still need to discuss that one. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I'll, I'll come up to a, I'll come up to Morgantown. I've been I making trips yeah, quite frequently, anyway. so it's either the twelfth or the weekend of the twelfth or the weekend of the seventeenth. Not sure. Okay, but uh, anything else you want to say about played up? I I've mean, been, you can I've been automate. watching it. Yeah, I think automation is the most fascinating part of played up. The fact that you could just... I didn't even know you could yeah, you can, do that. You can literally just turn the game into sitting around there and making sure nothing breaks if you get far enough in a run. But you're still going to have to pay attention. Like, I think when I was cooking burgers, I had something automated to automatically combine buns and burger and then put it into a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't completed a run of plate up yet, though, so I haven't gotten really deep into the mechanics. 
So there is like an end state. I figured you just yeah. kept getting more and more hectic until your, you... Your runs last 15 days, but then there's like overtime runs that you can do. Okay, yeah. But the average run is 15 days. Usually, I, I think the furthest I got was day 15, and we ended up failing in like the last hour. So is it a roguelike or lo- roguelite? Uh, there's no over... There's only a little bit of overarching upgrades, and you can choose to bring like one or two equipment items that you get randomly dropped. So, so yeah, then, it, yeah, it then a it's a roguelite. I mean, if anything carries over, I feel like it's a roguelite. You can choose so. not to have it carry over, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah I honestly, I as a connoisseur myself, I would put it more in the like category, yeah, I think. The runs are self-contained. Like, you can choose to bring okay. one or two items, but they're also random drops. Yeah, and the stuff you carry over is not that good, Yeah, typically. it's not run-deciding. It just yeah. makes it a little easier to get what you want at the end. It's also kind of weird. To, it's definitely pushing the rogue. Like it's more like an arcade game. Yeah, like, you are. It's heavily RNG dependent. Like sometimes you just get screwed. Like two card every every three or four days, you get two cards to pick from, and sometimes there's not a good option. Both suck. Yeah. So you get to choose on how you're going to suffer and inevitably lose the run. You can have up to four people play right yeah, together. It, gets the difficulty scales too so four players is a lot harder than two players like you'll get more customers you'll get you'll just get more customers like the player count determines the amount of customers that you get that come through yeah i've only ever seen it but i would be down to play this game like i feel like this would be a good game to play like with the three of us i I think the couch co-op game is probably going to be the highlight of extra life because it is chaotic does it do couch co-op? It does. It is local co-op. That's awesome. It's local God, and another use good on them. Good on the them. Land parties for the Steam Deck. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's one of the games I played in the last whatever year. I, I want to say two months. I feel like it's been two months. It's, right? it's, it's been, it's been two months. I've played yeah. Yeah. a lot of games in the last two months. I have. I've played a lot of games in the past two weeks. It's actually killing me trying to decide. I got. I, I have one though. I have played several games, but some I am ready to talk about, others I am not. But one of the ones I really want to talk about is Rumbleverse. Oh my, I was hoping you would talk about it because I didn't want to. I think you talked about it last time. I don't think it's really good. (laughs) Yeah, I I think this is the first time I've talked about Rumbleverse, actually, because it's been... Oh yeah, we talked... That was (laughs) the person we talked about. Yeah, we were at Starport. Yeah. Yeah, so Rumbleverse... Okay, so I got introduced to this game watching Northern Lion as, as... like as it goes right like and it is just so funny to me like i don't know if it's like northern lines that's funny or just the game that's funny or both but like playing this game just cracks me up right like so what it is it's a battle royale but like a melee battle royale right like so like instead of guns you pick up like wrestling moves right and you pick up like protein powder right to increase your attack your health and your energy levels uh, and the more you fight, the more perks you gain and the perks you gain are random and they give you like different like modifiers throughout the game. So that sort of incentivizes you to fight and not just like hide around until like the circle closes. But this game is just such a riot. I've been playing it a lot with my friend Josh and we, we do duos and it's just like, we have such a good time now, like sometimes, right? Like, cause it is like at its core, it is like a fighting game, right? So there are like cancels and stuff you can do. There are like mix ups and everything like that. Like when you get knocked down, like 
you can either like wake up and do a sweep attack, wake up and do like a stun attack, wake up and roll, wake up and not do anything. Like all these options create depth whenever you're playing this game. And uh, there are times when like sometimes you're just like in someone's head and you're just like reading every move and it feels amazing. And like you're just like soul reading them, as NL would say. Yeah. And uh, and you just like completely annihilate them and like... In your head, you're thinking like, "Yeah, that person's like definitely gonna uninstall like right after this." Have you have you gotten but, a few wins yet, Amid? Oh yeah, I've gotten a few wins. Yeah, it for feels, sure. I just want to say I can't. Under, I don't know what from a game design perspective they got right, but the amount of effort to get a win in Rumbleverse is right. Like, so here's the thing though, I don't know what lobbies you're in currently, but like, I guess the skill like the skill based matchmaking is kind of caught up to me, right? Like, so I'm. Like, Josh and I are in lobbies right now where it's very difficult to win. Yeah. We have not won in a few days now. Okay. I won... Me and my buddy Tyler were playing, and we got... On our first day, we got, like, six wins. Yeah, I remember was, I remember the first game we played in duos. The very first game we won. Right? Oh, we, like, did not, and that's, we did not win our first game, but it was Tyler's first game ever. So, it might have been mine, too. So... Uh, yeah, like, first yeah, game we ever, we won. Which is, like, oh, not, wow. like indicative of like the skill that you'll face later on like now people are just absolutely cracked at this game they're doing like completely optimal combos and everything and it's just like oh, yeah. jesus it, and it feels so good to pull those combos off too yeah like because like you can like square is your, your light attack and then like triangles your grab attack but you can string together square and triangle for like different combos and there's also unblockable. like it's not necessarily a grab uh yeah yeah that's if true. you hold it it's a it's a smash i think yes that's true yes yeah i haven't actually seen the smash used that much that's should probably incorporate that yeah they don't, incorporate they that more in my yeah. repertoire but like the funniest thing about this game to me is the elbow drops like oh my god out of nowhere yeah <laughs> you can just okay so the goofy thing about this game is that you can just like climb anything like obviously it like takes stamina or whatever but like just with your bare hands you can like climb up a skyscraper right and you look down, like, a mile down, and you see, like, a tiny little person, like, at the very bottom. You jump off and hit square, and you're elbow dropping from, like, all the way up there, right? And you basically, like, reach terminal velocity. There's, like, fire coming off of you, and you land, and it's like a meteor striking the ground. And it just, like, annihilates everything. This and game, to me, kind of feels like it was at some point trying to be a licensed game for the Hulk. Like... The Hulk? Yeah. Like... That that's how it feels to because the impact of stuff like that feels so good, and like the way they jump around and climb buildings and stuff, it reminds me of old Hulk games I had on like my Wii. Interesting, yeah. I didn't I didn't make that connection, but yeah, like nice. the way you, it's just like you you dig. It's so goofy, right? Because the characters like dig their fingers into like the concrete or the glass of the <laughs> building and just like climb up, and it's just so goofy, and like. The characters themselves look goofy too. You can like, oh, I, I you think can be like, hideous. I think this the, game is hideous. Oh, I mean, it looks pretty like generic, right? Like the art style and stuff. But it's just yeah. like, you can be like a super skinny dude. You can be a super buff dude, or you could be a super chunky dude, or like a, a woman version of all those things. And like right now, I'm a really short chunky dude, and I think it's just <laughs> super funny. I don't know. It just looks super goofy, like. And, like, not only that, just, like, the sound effects and stuff when you punch people are satisfying and funny at the same yeah, time, right? Are. And, uh, 
I just uh, I can't get enough of this game. I've been playing it so much, like basically almost every weeknight. Me and Josh fire it up for like at least an hour and just have yeah, a good time. I'm, I'm only playing it once a week, maybe once every other week. But it it does. I do want to point out in case anybody goes to try it. It and this is me quoting Northern Lion. It makes a very bad first impression. I I think the game is ugly. I mean the environments look fine. I think the characters are all pretty ugly. I I also think that you are going to lose your first game a lot of the time and not understand why. Because the mechanics yeah, are I, not. I, I do think because of the skill-based matchmaking, you'll be put into like a lobby with other new players. So maybe it won't be too bad or maybe you'll be with bots or something. Yeah, I just but think like, you, you, you had watched the game before you played it, which I puts did, you at a bit yeah. of an advantage. And I, yeah, because yeah, I got stomped my first game. Let me tell you though. Winning feels really satisfying because you're literally beating the crap out of your opponent, right? Like so. No, I I won I won around and these these may have been kids like I may have been in a baby lobby, but it still felt insanely good. I was I my my partner had died early and I got into the final ring by myself in a duos game and took down three other teams by oh myself. Oh my goodness! And wow. I was just like. I felt I like you were like ultra pogging. instinct. Yeah, you were pogging. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was losing my mind. It was so hype. <laughs> it does. I mean, get it was. Very it was hyped. one of those yeah. games that like I didn't believe it when that when the bell rang when the game was over and I got up and shouted. I was yeah. so like no. I've shaking. done my sh- fair share of shouting when playing yeah. this game. It's a I've also been game. on the other end of that where I just get absolutely smacked by like yeah. two people just like going to town on me yeah i i it but. does like i don't know how they did it but it does like i am not immediately scared in duos if i come across a team by myself it is possible to beat two people it is possible game. like if they start doing certain things then they freak me out like if they start like yeah. breaking out like the like the optimal combo strings i'm like okay you know exactly what you're doing and you or if they me. can so, do a combo together you're going to lose because oh that's my god yeah tyler that's the play. scariest thing yeah because like. we when we play if tyler starts a fight I just kind of, unless I see an easy punch, I just stay out of it. I let him have his fight, and I hope he does the same for me, because you can seriously mess each other up if you don't do that. Yeah. Which I, which I so think is maybe why a you, 2v1 is a winnable scenario. Right, yeah. So, so you can hit each other, like you can hit your teammate, but it won't damage them, which I think is, is, a, is a good combo. thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, like Josh and I are the opposite, right? Like anytime one of us fights, the other one jumps in. So it it like turns into chaos very quickly. And like the chaos is another reason why I think that like, while it would be really fun to have squads, like four people in a squad, I don't think it's game design wise. I don't think it's feasible because like it would just be an absolute cluster in this game. Like nothing would make any sense. Like no one would be able to do anything. Everyone would just be like punching each other. Like, even with duos, right, like, it almost gets to the point where it's, like, too chaotic. If there's, like, three or four teams in one area, it just gets insane. But, I don't know. Like, I've, I've really been enjoying the game. Like, I, w- what's your favorite, uh, like, special move currently? Javelin tackle. Javelin I mean, tackle. It ha- yeah, javelin tackle is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. My, my buddy Tyler, though, he loves him some Cosmo shot. He got, he had one game where he was in the final circle. Oh my God. Yeah. The water and he Cosmo shot. I literally did that. Into the water. Oh, (laughs) five people. Wow. Like I did that to one person last night where he was, uh, we were right next to the water. I just Cosmo shot him in and it's just got 
it's so satisfying and they're so mad and you know they're yeah. mad you know like because yeah, there's just nothing you can do you're locked yeah. in the animation and giant swing is good for that too a lot of them like uh, they're growing on me now i don't i never take giant swing there's basically no situation i take giant i, swing. I almost never take giant swing uh I like I, I dolphin dive is growing on me because I've learned how to combo it. I need to learn how to combo. Like I haven't learned how to combo the specials yet, and I need to learn how to do that. Yeah, but. it's game changing when you can combo some specials. Do you, you like can, jump cancel out of it, or like do you just press one after the other, or how does that work? You you need to jump as soon as you hit them with your dolphin dive. You got to jump, and then pretty quickly after that, you got to hit them with the other attack before they can fly that far away. Hmm. That yeah. Okay. I'll have to like practice the time. So I don't that. usually combo into a special. I'll dolphin dive into an unblockable grab and yeah, slam them. Right. Yeah. That's that's the one I can manage to do. I imagine I could probably get them with a super choke slam or something. Also, that, did you like, did you give yourself a a wrestler name to play with? I don't think it's so. not a game mechanic. It's just a thing I did because I thought it was fun. Oh no no no! no. I'm still mega big head as oh, I've no. always been. I, I'm playing as the blunder taker. Nice, nice. <laughs> Excuse me. I love that. Yeah, you can't like set your name or anything. It was just a fun thing me and Tyler did. But yeah, like the the the, the hidden depth in this game is a bit surprising, right? Because there is stuff to learn. There are combos to learn. There are like cancels to learn. Yeah. It is a fighting game, fighting battle royale game, and there's nothing else quite like it. Like I was talking to Josh about it. like the fact that like it's a melee battle royale. I think it'd be cool to see more of that. Like maybe like a. You know, like a chivalry style, like, you know, swords and shields and knights kind of game would be kind of sick as well. Um, But like, yeah, Melee Battle Royale. I feel like devs need to explore that a little bit more. But, uh, okay, so that's that's that. Uh, Connor. I want to give a big shout out to a game called Metal Hellsinger. It's... Mm. uh, it's like if it's a game it's on game pass that's how i got it and uh because this is a this is a weird one that probably would have flown under my radar otherwise it's a game that plays like if doom 2016 was a rhythm game wow okay so obviously there is metal music playing while you play through this game you're playing as a spirit in hell who is a woman who used to love singing and the devil took her voice and uh she goes by the unknown, and she is, like, basically Doomslayer level, unleashing her wrath on the forces of hell. And uh, she, and she can't sing anymore, and that's, like, the bit, but she can, like, feel the music of the universe is, I think, the canonical explanation of why she's so powerful. And uh, there's, there's just a pretty good metal soundtrack playing in the background, and if you shoot on the beat, you do damage based on like how accurately you hit it on the beat and like you build up combos. And I think it's when you're at, you get like modifiers for a score and it's, you have to get up to a 16 X modifier and the vocals come in for the track you're listening to. And that is insanely hype every time. It, it kind of reminds me of a uh, devil may cry in that way a little bit because it has a similar mechanic where it's music is influenced by how well you're performing, but you just get into the zone. That's really cool. And I'm like, I don't know if other people have to do this, but I have to like keep rhythm with my foot while I'm playing it or with my head bobbing or something. So it's like a very active game for me because I I have to do that to keep rhythm and you have to keep rhythm. Like it's not, it's not a side mechanic. You have to shoot on the beat or you're going to die pretty quickly because you're not going to be doing enough damage. It's kind of reminds me of like Thumper, which is 
not a shooter, but like it's, it's similar in the it, sense where you have to keep rhythm to to survive. I think it's a more a spiritual spiritual successor to uh, I can't remember the game. It's in my Steam library though. Hold on. I'm, yeah, I don't know any other games like this. Uh, crap! What's it called? I haven't had it installed at some point. It's not Crypt of the Necrodancer, is it? No, it's not Crypt of the Necrodancer. Still a good game. Yeah, not the one I'm thinking about. Give me a sec. Just keep going. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just really fun, and it like it doesn't. It's not half baked. Like the actual like the Doom sort of level design with the shooter side of it and everything is good. It's maybe it's not as good as Doom. I remember it. It's uh, bullets per minute. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's it's the same kind of. It's a rhythm FPS. But this like nails every like there's yeah. it's voice acted like I, I, I the judge is what they call the big capital D devil in this game. Uh, and that's uh, I believe the judge is voice acted. You also you have a skull that you are carrying around with you that is voice acted and he's talking and it kind of is like it's kind of like that old Western voice that, that they talk in and it's really good. And. I, I don't know. I, can, I To someone that this game appeals to, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's extremely fun. It's not very long, I don't think. Like, I think I'm probably halfway through it, and I only played it one evening. Uh, but it does have a level editor coming, which I believe will support custom songs. And that will really, really open up the doors for this game, I think. Because I'm not a big metal guy, and I'm having a very good time with it. No, so this, if I can this sounds it, awesome. If I can play it with really music cool. that I love. I think it's on all platforms, too. I don't think it's Xbox exclusive. Because I'm playing it on PC Game Pass. Yeah. I don't think it's early access or anything, though. I'm pretty sure it's just a done game. And it's it's really good. It has, like, challenge modes and stuff that are, you know, like, almost Guitar Hero-esque challenges you have to do that are extremely fun. Because it's also a shooter. And in a way that Doom 2016 cannot, this game can throw you into the same arena under slightly different circumstances. And feel very different. My my only real beef with it is that all the bosses have had different attack patterns, but they've all looked identical so far. All the bosses, the design is lacking. Oh, okay. There. Whereas the design on everything else is pretty good. Like all the enemies, there's enemy variety. The enemies look good. The protagonist looks awesome. The levels look pretty good. It look you know it looks like hell, but it's like. I think they're doing a, um, you know, a circles of hell kind of thing where like it's a bunch of different hells that you go through. I really like it. I'm going to I'm going to finish it. I don't know when, but I'm going to do it. It is a game I don't think I could stream to my Steam Deck, though. I think that little bit of latency. Oh, yeah. The latency would kill. It would ruin this game. No, that sounds really cool. Mike. Now I do. Okay, I'm going to talk about two here, but one's a little shorter than the other. So I'm going to. First, I want to make a mention to Ultimate Fishing Simulator for eating about 12 hours of my time, plus, easily. I wonder what you do in that game. You fish. There's not much to talk about. You just go fishing. I bought a hat for it. You catch anything decent? Yeah, I actually did pretty well in the game. I caught a shark <laughs> at some point. But the real <laughs> game I want to talk about is uh, is Green Hell. Green Hell. I've played that. Green yeah. Green Hell. I've I, never heard of it. What is it? It's a that's the survival game, game right? Set in the Amazon. Yeah. So you're just in the rainforest. Okay. I remember playing this game and thinking it was too mechanically, like, like it was just a little too much for me. Honestly, I've been playing through it with friends, and it it feels it's just right for a survival game because it doesn't feel like I'm just managing meters. 
And there's stuff I can do about those meters actively at all points. Like, even if I'm just walking and I'm getting hungry, I can just eat some random mushrooms I found on the ground and fix me. Or you could start, like, hallucinating if they were the wrong kind of mushrooms. Because that happened to me when I played this that, game. You just lowered your sanity. All right, monkey D. Yeah. Luffy. Yeah, yeah, you could just start eating stuff. Yeah, eventually you just learn what's good to eat and what's not good to eat. And sometimes you just get attacked by a jaguar. Or a squirrel. Yeah, I remember I played this game with two of my friends and we tried to build a shelter and then like everything went horribly wrong. I think like, we, went, we barely survived. What went wrong is when we started eating the natives. Oh no. <laughs> it took, oh no. It took my friends and I exactly three hours before we started. Maybe we should just eat the natives that keep attacking us. I don't think you should do that. It's it's not a great idea. You lose You're gonna get uh, prions or whatever. No, you lose a load of sanity for even like cooking yeah. human meat. So it's not optimal to eat human when there's jaguar that's plentiful. <laughs> plentiful jaguar. You can one shot the jaguars. Once we figured out but, how to do that, there were so much so much food available for us. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics because it's been so long since I played it, but I do remember thinking like the there were so many like systems in that game and it it just seemed like too complicated to me. Maybe it's because I don't play that many survival games, but it was just like it, like even to do basic things, it seemed like there were a lot of systems it, at play no, that you had to get It feels get very intuitive and it kind of eases you into the complex systems. Like the combat, the combat's kind of iffy unless you throw a spear at somebody's head and they die in one hit. But the game is very, I, I just like the atmosphere. Like water's plentiful. You just throw out some coconut shells and you'll have water at some point. Yeah, I remember thinking it was. I, I I thought it was neat. It's just like the the systems kind of turned me off because yeah. I guess I'm not used to that level of complexity in a survival I mean, game. It is kind of squicky. You got to pick the leeches off of you. There was like a loose story too, right? Like yeah. your girlfriend or whatever gets kidnapped, or your wife—I forget who it was—but like, and she like you have her like last known coordinates or something, and you set out to find her. Yeah, you you have to hunt down your your wife or something. And then, like, it's revealed that your wife is just, like, it's a whole plot. It's a whole mess of a plot. But, man, is the day-to-day -day great. They added animal taming, the update that I started playing, because I learned you can pet the capybaras. Ooh. Yeah. Good game. Good video we game. Almost, so, we almost had a breeding pair of capybaras until I had an unfortunate incident with a, with a, uh, with a stingray. No. Yeah, we lost we lost one of the two. No. That was the roughest walk of my life cuz I couldn't you couldn't defend yourself since you were carrying a capybara on your back. Yeah. That's sad. And then we got attacked by natives and we all everybody we lost everything except the capybara. As it goes. As it goes. Yeah, maybe I should give this game another shot. I remember thinking it was neat, but like it was just it just sort of overwhelmed me when I tried playing it last yeah, time. Yeah, it's a real real solid survival game the atmosphere is great like I, I i normally don't like survival games but i think the amazon really drove dove me in yeah there's something about like trying to survive in the middle of a jungle that's kind of like exciting i guess i don't know i, I mean like in the middle of a jungle stranded island those kind of scenarios i i can't describe our excitement upon discovering how to make soup though <laughs> like it solved all our problems was making soup it, it turned funny. from us trying to do meaningful things to what can we put in our soup? <laughs> Did you toss the natives in your soup? We did make oh, human no. soup at one point. Hmm. We made human soup, mushroom soup. 
we put a frog on a BDSM rack. Uh, so, did none of us play Cult of the Lamb? I didn't. I knew somebody. I have not yet. I, I've Me been neither. meaning to get to it. It's a weird looks, one for us to miss. It was kind of a big release. It looks fun. Yeah. It didn't interest me. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play it either. One day, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any game that includes the option to string a string a frog on a medieval torture device so you can extract the poison from them is a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. The mechanics are nuts. The game is nuts. And you can play with how many people? It's four-player co-op. Okay, yeah. I played with two other people. It was fun. All right. Okay, let's take a pause here. Connor and Mike, do you have any more games? I have a short one, but that one can, like, chill for a little bit because it's not really a big game. It's just Mass Builder, and you just build Gundams. Yeah, I I just kind of listed a billion games in my Steam Deck section. I don't really want to go into it anymore. Okay, so in that case, I'll hold mine off for next episode, and why don't you close this out, Mike? Huh? Oh, you, I thought you said you had one more. Uh, I mean, Mass Builder, but it, it's literally just build mechs, mechs, fight. Clear levels, okay, story well, levels. It's very simple, simplistic. All right, well, keep it for next week. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it next week either. Okay. <laughs> I talked all I want to <laughs> tell about it. Okay, well, thanks. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, etc. Click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.